Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to talk a little bit more about mini campaigns? You know I love mini campaigns. Cue music. Welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And today's episode topic comes to us from Malefic7M, which you told us how to say your name, and then it was a little while, and now I think we forgot, but hopefully we got it right. Anyway, this came to us from the Misdirected Mark um, forums, and the topic is mini campaigns. Uh, I find the dichotomy of one shots versus campaigns is a bit lacking as a mini campaign has been popular in some of my groups and many, most, of the PBTA games lend themselves best to reaching climax. Sorry. Don't, I didn't even don't be I sorry. didn't even write that. Don't part. be sorry. Don't about be sorry. Never be sorry about the climax. Um, after a handful or two of sessions. Uh, there is a tendency in many games to think that campaigns should last for years. What are the pros slash cons of mini campaigns? Oh boy, do we love mini campaigns here. I love mini campaigns. Um we love it so much that we talked about it. Uh, in episode 268. Uh, but in episode 268, we kind of talked about it structurally. Um, and yeah. today we're going to just go back and answer the question of pros and cons. Um, and we'll sprinkle in a little tips for how to do a, how to do a mini campaign well. Um, that little section at the end will probably sound a little like 268. I did not go mm-hmm. back and reference 268, but odds are that our advice does not differ that much. Organically, yeah, organically, we're probably saying the same thing. That long. But right, it's been it's been about twenty probably twenty two to twenty four weeks in our timeline. Yes. Since two sixty eight. Um so So this will be fresh uh, for most people. You probably didn't go yeah. back and check. <laughs> and if you go back and cross check us from one to the other and find that the advice differs a little, you know what? Things happen. And we're probably right in both episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, so anyway, 268 if you want more mini campaign stuff. Um, and I just have to say before we jump in, it's really interesting that you called out Powered by the Apocalypse game specifically because that is mostly what my crew plays and we play also almost entirely mini campaigns yeah. with the occasional one. Yeah, so. I mean, I will say that I think that PBTA games are great mini campaign games. They're um, they're. They're ideal in many cases. Well, yes. and just to sidebar this for a second before we jump into definitions, I think one of the reasons why they're really good is PBTA games tend to be very focused on a single genre. Yes. And really, beyond just a single genre, they many cases are trying to tell a particular type of um, story, right? So Dungeon World has a yeah. very distinct take on fantasy and cartel on narco fiction and masks on teen superheroes and the character the character options so the playbooks aren't super complex so after you know a reasonable number of plays you can unlock a good number of stuff on that um, playbook and in fact most of them top out and a lot of games will have a final option to retire your character Right. Yeah. So these are not games that are meant to um, really go years. They're really meant to tell um, very focused and specific stories. So they lend themselves uh, mechanically really yes. well to, yeah, um, to mini campaigns. Now, yeah. PBTA aside, literally any game can be made into a um, mini campaign. Some will, you know, look, there'll always be some fringe things on the edges. But by and large, if you have a game you like um, and you can play it in a session, you can probably make a mini campaign out of it. Will some of them be better than others? Yes. Like is, um, what's the bubblegum one? Um, all out of bubblegum? Is all out of bubblegum yeah. a good Would mini? I play that? Well, can you do it? Yeah. Yes. Would yes, it be in- you could. Absolutely. Would it be enjoyable? Eh, probably mm, not. Yeah, I think that- Nine that sessions game- in, you're probably not going to enjoy it. 
No, that game's pretty much got a one shot's worth of of mechanical interest yeah, to it. And novelty, right? Um, it wears And novelty, yeah. Like it just it wears off. Much um, like the bubblegum that it is based upon. If you yeah, chew you it would, too much, it will just You would spend two hours having bubblegum and eight more sessions with no gum. <laughs> like that's Okay. That's where it would be. And I mean, and that's actually also a thing about, um, don't get me wrong, I love lasers and feelings and that sort of that basic system, but I am of a very strong belief that that is a one-shot game. I mean... I actually once ran it for three hours and I was like, you know, I think this was a little too long. Again, (laughs) could you do it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Will it be enjoyable? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And then conversely, let me just go back on this, right? Conversely, there are games that are perfectly fine one-shots, but you will never get to taste the whole system, right? Like a D&D one-shot is a perfectly valid way to play a game of D&D, but you don't get the taste of character advancement and your character improving and getting new spells and magic items and stuff like that. So you, you, while you can totally play a one-shot of D&D, it actually is even better if you can play a mini campaign or a full length campaign of D and D because the game like opens up and there's like more to do. So I guess the takeaway from this is literally any game can be a one shot. Literally any game can be a full campaign in the middle. Literally any game can be a mini campaign. It's just going to what what the determining factor is is going to be like how much of the game can you play or will you have exhausted all of the mechanics yes. on the far end? So, okay, yes. So I just you know I don't want people thinking like oh PBTA games are only mini campaigns. No, you could probably play a full campaign no, of Dungeon World if you wanted to, and it'll totally be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'd be totally. You fine. can totally, but, but they are. Yep, they're very good at being mini. Oh, campaigns. they're very good. They dial in, yeah. they dial in, like their sweet spot falls into the mini campaign. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would be hard pressed to say that you could play like a years long campaign of cartel. Like you would have to really I slow burn it. that. I think you could, but you would, you would have to really slow burn it. Like, or you may and, have to uh, go through some characters, like yeah, maybe or not you just keep evolving into, maybe, you know, maybe not all the characters that start in the beginning of the game, make it to the end of the game. I mean, Yes, <laughs> that's like a certain point where people just start dying yeah. in that game. But that um, could be the sign of the end of an arc, and then you could mm-hmm. like be like, okay, cool. Then you pick up new characters. Yeah, make new characters, and you again. play the fallout of that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. There's you could you could keep going. That's true. again. Yeah. Again, just to make just to just to close up this point, any game can be played in these configurations if you yes. work at it. Certain games lend themselves to certain types of play. That's where we'll put yep. our period. And yep. with yeah, that, I'm going to do a couple definitions. If you did mm-hmm. listen to episode 268, these definitions will sound familiar. Um, yep. But they are standard ones that we here in the Misdirected Mark Network try to use and try to use them consistently. Um, so the first one is session. That is the time you are at the table playing the game. A session does not have a particular um, length of time associated with it. Session is just for your group when you sit down and play. Maybe your session is four hours. Maybe your session, maybe you're one of those people who plays once once a month and your session's eight hours long, whatever. Maybe it's two and a half hours. Doesn't matter. Session. Sit at the table, play the game. Or get online. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. The time that you set aside to actively participate yeah, in the game. From the time you sit with, down with each other. With your people. Yeah, from the time you, like, get together as a group to the time that you all say goodbye. Okay, now that one is a player-based definition, right? It is about the players. The next one is story, right? This is the, um, this one is now related to the characters, right? A story is an adventure or, yeah, an adventure or plot that has a start, middle, finish. Um, In a story-based game, this is very, um, this is very distinct, right? The plot might be like, um, take these supplies across the you know bandit pass, right? And we have a start where they get the supplies. Bandit pass. Yeah, I mean, look, it makes <laughs> it very no ambush there. Makes it very clear, right? <laughs> you have a you have a start, right? Take the supplies. We have a middle bandit pass with some sort of climax, <laughs> and then the end. They reach the town on the other side, right? Very yes. clear, very free tog pyramid eighth grade stuff. Now, in a character based, um, in a character based game the story can often be framed 
as an event that is going on while the character stories are at play. So, for instance, let's say that there is a um, soiree at um, some NPC's house and all the characters arrive and all sorts of various drama occurs while at this party right going i'm pretty sure i've played this well (laughs) so this is a story right because even though the characters um even though the plots are really revolving through the characters individual plots and the things they're advancing along in the background we've framed out this story there is a time before you go to the party there is a time when you are at the party and there is a time when you leave the party and we can then like even though our characters story arcs may not resolve they may only advance a little while at the party our quote story is the time at the party and then maybe later we have a time when everybody's home or we have a time when everybody's you know gathered together for the play like that's your monster hearts game right like all of like those things so a story has a start middle and finish as well and it may be in a story in a story based game it may it will be in the foreground and in a character based game it will be more in the background yeah a character based game just is going to focus probably more on the stories they're still stories, right? Mm-hmm. But of the individual characters Absolutely. Themselves. With the backdrop of we are all at the swart. Yeah. With a backdrop of there is something that is happening for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to put on a play. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> um, at the community college to save the, the theater department. Yeah. Absolutely. But most of us are actually monsters. Well, let's let's what? let's now go to our next definition because what you've described is actually more an arc. That's fair. Because we're going to put on a play to save the theater department is actually a thing that will happen over the course of a number of stories and a number of sessions. And it has a start, middle, and finish, right? Which is the theater department. We find out the theater department is in danger. We hatch a plan to have a play. We do all the work to prepare to have the play. The climax is clearly opening night, right? And then our denouement, (laughs) you know, and then our denouement follows. Yeah, it was actually, um, yes, it definitely was the climax. It was also the end of the world. But, yeah, well, as you do you in know, Monster Hearts. You know, gaming stories aside, sure. like, you know, what do you do? But within that arc, <laughs> right, within that arc, we have individual stories. Like, we might have the first rehearsal, right? Yeah, we had, you know, the auditions and casting, and then there was, um, a, then we did a flashback because we were missing some people. Sure. And then there was the uh, cast party at... Um, one of the characters' houses where things went a little bit wild. And then there was um, the fallout from the cast party, which was also pretty wild and ended up, you know, at a Dairy Queen and in the forest. Um, and then there was opening night. So, yeah. see, so absolutely, your Monster Hearts campaign had an arc made up yep. of multiple was, stories. We have to, the arc was, we need to put on a play. Yep. And the, <laughs> and the stories that were inside the arc were the things that you named, right? So absolutely. All right. And then lastly, let's get to campaign. A campaign is more than one story, which is probably more than one session, um, or at least one arc, right? You can have multiple arcs, but an arc is a pretty nice, um, it's, it's a pretty nice definition for a campaign, but you could just have played six stories, like you could have just yeah. had six stories. Like maybe we played masks and we fought six different villains, um, you know, week after week kind of thing. Cool. Or you know what? I won't even use mask because mask lends itself really to arc stuff. Yeah, I was like, let me that, go with yeah. let me go with the sprawl. Our mini mm-hmm. campaign of the sprawl is we're doing like six. We're doing six missions as a group. Sure. And not much else and beyond that. Yeah, they may not be related to each other. Exactly. They may not be some sort of overall thing. No, nope. my preference is I turn everything into an arc, but not that's like we could just have six sessions and that could be a mini campaign, right? That could be a. Yeah. Okay. Um, and all right. So going back to that, right? More than one story, more than one session, at least one arc, right? A, a long campaign might have several arcs, one after the other. Um, and then the most important piece, and I know we mentioned this in 268, is continuity. Right. Yeah. What makes a campaign a campaign is continuity of events and characters. So what happens in story one um, is reflected in story three is reflected in story six. Right. Those events have continuity. So um, and they because of that, 
we have this world, right? That changes and grows as we play. That's our campaign. A campaign can have an arc-like structure where there is an overall story, like we are going to defeat the demon king and we're going to do it in several arcs leading up to the climactic battle and each arc is going to have several stories underneath it that's very fractal, right? Um, But a campaign doesn't have to have that at all. A campaign could literally be uh, like my DCC game where I had a group of players and we played like four DCC modules. Took many sessions, um, to get through each one of the DCC modules. They didn't really like they had continuity because characters leveled up and stuff, but like there was no overarching campaign, like plot. There wasn't any, um, the arcs basically were, um, there wasn't even an arc standalone. They weren't even arc. We just, the stories took number of sessions to get through because we, you know, we're dungeon crawling and fighting monsters and playing online or whatever. So is a, was it a campaign? Absolutely. Because it had continuity of character. And continuity of events over time. Okay, cool. All right, getting past all the nerdy definitions, let's get to the final one, which is mini campaign. What's a mini campaign? Um, There's no definition to this. What makes a regular, like what makes a full-size campaign from a mini campaign? There isn't a good definition. So arbitrarily, we're going to just draw a line in the sand. And that line is, do you want to do it? Oh, I do. I talked to a whole. I, I, I talked a whole bunch. Like I know you talked a whole bunch. I know. But so let me stop. We, you should talk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so the li- the arbitrary line in the sand that, that we will draw that we have drawn before is that a mini campaign is probably three to eight sessions, maybe nine, mm-hmm. depending on how you're feeling that day. Um, which in my experience is, is for my particular crew is about what we play in a game. Although I think we would be hard pressed to truly end a game in three sessions. Um, cause we like to sort of dig in and, and let things breathe. But, um, yeah, so it's something that comes to completion in a, an actual time frame that you can see the end of and is potentially somewhat predictable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are he's giving me a look? Because I, I there's just no part of the notes that are there about what's a mini campaign. Like it's fine. There's nothing here that says that. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> there's, there's something like here you're that just says free. That, like, you're freestyling, and everything you said was correct. It's but fine. I just don't know everything where to go I next. Said is true. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so the problem is that I just completely missed the part on the notes. Really, I'm still going to stand behind everything that I everything said. Everything you said was correct. True. Yes. But we're going to add to that definition, which was the 268 definition of three to eight sessions. We're going to add an additional piece for this particular conversation, which is that we're going to say it's like an arc, right? Which is about three to eight, three to nine three sessions. Dates, yep. Three to something sessions, right? And um, and it has at least two stories. Sure. Right? Yep. Um, and it, so it takes multiple sessions and it has continuity. There we go. Right. Um, the thing that I want to point out, because sometimes this ha- does happen in my group, I had to sit down and really think about it for a minute because uh, with the, our Monster Hearts game, which I did just randomly outline just a couple of minutes ago, right? We had an arc, we had multiple like little mini stories inside of that arc. Um, but the other thing is that as you approach it, if I think about like playing cartel, um, I am a little bit more hard pressed to divide into like um, plot style stories, but there were definitely multiple character stories happening, sure. right? So that could also be our definition of story. Yeah, which is why session also this. session also fits in yeah. there. Yeah, sessions also fits in there, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> so now that we are back on track, because I just decided to leave the rails, because why not? Um, Basically, the idea is to have the features of a full campaign in a smaller, more manageable time frame slash format, um, you know, for, for reasons that we are going to get into as we start talking about the pros here in a second. Yes, Shaka, when the walls <laughs> fell. <laughs> Good. <sighs> cool. Want to do some pros? Yes, let's do ping some pong. Pros. Ping pong sounds great. All right, who's first? 
you are. There we go. Because you asked. Pro, num- <laughs> pro number one for playing a mini campaign. You are able to tell a longer and more complex story than a one shot. This just makes sense. You have more sessions. You have the possibility for more stories inside those sessions um, all the way up to an arc. So you really can actually put a good amount of story with more complexity than you can do in a one shot. In a one shot, you tend to have to be very narrow, very focused if you're going to hit that one session one shot, right? So um, just gives you it just gives you some more breathing room to do what you want to do. Yeah, and it means that you don't necessarily have to do things that you'd have to do in a one shot to really time manage. Like you can relax a little and maybe not scene frame so hard or, you know, whatever it is, yeah. right? Because you have you have time to tell that story. Um, the next one is character growth and depth, which is the thing that I really, really personally love about mini campaigns. I mean, I love all of these things, but that is the one that like is my living, breathing, right? Um, and that is, a, again, just because you have more time, you have the opportunity to just jump in a little bit more and really you know, glom on to this character, how they're going to act, how they're approaching their goals, how they're going to achieve their goals and like what's actually driving them. A lot of times in a one shot, I'll sit down, I'll pick something very surface level and then I'll just lean on it really, really hard because you don't have time to really get further than that. Um, And when you get into a mini campaign, you can get more into that. If I can do a quick example, because now it's in my head because Monster Hearts is in my head for some reason today. Um, so just to, to kind of contrast, sitting down at a one-shot table, um, the character that I played um, and the way that I began her to begin with um, was very much like uh, she just liked the human world better. She felt um, kind of like she belonged here more because she was a changeling, but she had been swapped at birth. Um, and so she was like, no, I really like the human world and I'm going to chill here. Thank you. Um, and like, but had messy, you know, Faye stuff happening. I was like, okay, cool. So if I were playing a one shot, I would have just leaned into that really heavily. Like, no, I love the human world and it's amazing. And like all the things that I like about it since we played a mini campaign, what I learned about her as she continued to evolve is that she was scared that no one in the Fae actually wanted her because her parents had literally ditched her as a baby. Um, and so she was like, I don't want to go back because um, I don't think that anybody wants me to be there. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that everyone's better off without me or whatever. Right. So like, that's a different level of intensity. Um, and a different level of character depth and understanding of like, why is this the place that she is? Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, I love the character growth and death. That's what I'm, I'm all about the mini campaigns for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the next one? Uh, the next one kind of goes hand in hand with that, which is character advancement. Um, in mm-hmm. a mini campaign, because we are playing more than one session, more than one story, um, there is a chance for your character to mechanically advance within the game. If you're playing yes. a PBTA game that is unlocking some new moves and options on your sheet, if it's D&D, it's leveling up and getting new spells or new feats or, you know, new abilities, all of those things. Playing a bit longer means that characters can actually change and players can actually like gain some cool things that, to do in their games. Yeah, it just means there's more stuff to engage with. Yep. Uh, the next one is limited commitment, which I love from two perspectives, right? The first perspective is um, if you are just trying to get a crew together, it is a lot easier to find people and say, look, can we play this game for six weeks? Then, hey, look, can I take your Friday nights for the next forever? Right. Like it's just an easier pill to swallow. (laughs) And it's more likely that once you get a crew together and you kind of sort through like the playing together stuff that people will be willing to commit to something longer. Right. So there's that. And then the next one is that then this ties into the next thing that Phil is going to say is that you don't have to make a forever decision about a game. So the other thing I'm going to say about this, about limited commitment is if this group doesn't gel, Right. Yeah. Not in a dangerous or unsafe way, because in a dangerous or unsafe right. way, you just pull the plug on the group and you're yeah, you're you out. Don't, you don't you don't finish. But if game. you just like play with these people and you're like, they were OK, like, but I don't know if I want to play another game with them. The cool part about a, a mini campaign is it ends in a it reasonable ended. amount of time. And yeah. you can just be like, hey, that was great. Thanks. That was fun. 
Bye. Sure. That was super cool. See you guys right? later. Like yeah, you yeah. can just you can just you can just not do it again. Or, you know, it, it also fits really well if like let's say you have a scheduling thing. Like you are um you've just gotten out of school, you finished your finals, you've hit the summer, you kick up a mini campaign to fill the summer knowing that you're going to close off the campaign when you head back to school. Yeah. That's what I did every, that's what I did every summer. Every summer. um, When I was in college was I planned my mini campaign for when I came home and I would run something all summer long, pack it up and then move back to college. So limited, that limited commitment is a nice, like there's a lot of things you can do with that limited commitment. Um, And the next thing, which now I'll jump into the bullet you were about to kick me. The next thing, which is great is that because you are finishing games, you can try new and more games. So yes. a mini campaign is a great way if you are polygamerous to um, to get into different games. Yes, and it's it's so it's just it's just so good because <laughs> there's never enough time to actually play all the games, which is a thing that I know that we've talked about yeah. here before. Also, so yeah, um, and then the last point on here is that you can also get a better feel for the game itself. So this goes hand in hand with character advancement because what you're doing is you're getting an, an opportunity um, to actually play out more of both the actual mechanics of the game itself and more of the genre or type of story that it is intended to tell. Instead of like just a tiny little taste, you actually get you know more of an actual meal. Maybe lunch and not a three-course dinner, but you know, you kind of get more of a feel for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so like, if we go back to like the D and D thing, right? If you just play a one shot of D and D, like you un- you understand like the basics of the game. Yeah, but you don't really expand into all the parts of the game, or even yeah. the depth you get from le- like leveling and you know the different like you know, tiers of the game and stuff like that. Um, same thing with, um, what am I, what was I playing? Um, oh, um, Forbidden Lands. So yeah. in Forbidden Lands, like in a one shot, you're probably not going to get to the stronghold uh, rules for how to create a stronghold and all of that stuff. You'll, you'll hit travel, you'll hit combat, right? Those are interesting. You'll probably, maybe if you've got a spellcaster, they'll cast a spell. But like, for instance, you're not probably going to do the stronghold stuff because that's a little bookkeepy and like you really need it for like when you're playing multiple stories, it's supposed to become like your headquarters, your base of operations kind of thing. Works like you can do it if you play yeah. a mini campaign because you will have some time to get into it. Will you get all the way through it? No, but you will get at least a taste for it. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the one that I will mention that I think would be really great um, for mini campaign that um, I know you don't truly get to engage with um, as a one shot is in Hydro Hackers, the neighborhood me- mechanics, Yeah, right? Like then you actually get to see the fruits of the labor that you are doing as you go out and do water hacks because you are actually improving and manipulating the conditions in your neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. So those, I think, are some pretty straightforward pros. I think there are probably more pros than that, but I think, um, but I think those are good, solid ones. Like if you ask me, like if you ask me, like, why do you like playing mini campaigns? Um, These are definitely my top answers because, you know, we wrote them. I agree. I agree. (laughs) I agree with you completely. Yes, we wrote them. (laughs) All right. So there are some cons and I don't think these cons, I'll be clear because I'm a huge, we're both huge fans of mini campaigns. I don't think these cons are reasons you don't play mini campaigns. I think they're just an understanding that there are, there are limitations to a mini campaign. So yes, I agree 100% with that. None of these would stop me from playing a mini campaign at all. None of these are deal breakers. Right. No. But this is completely about understanding the limits of what a mini campaign does versus a full campaign. Exactly. Yep. Um, Okay. I will start off the first one. We'll ping pong again. Um, A mini campaign requires a tighter story and a less complex story than a full campaign. I, I, this, you know, again, this is, this is advanced common sense, right? The mini campaign allows for a more complex um, story than a one shot, but a less complex story than a like full multi, like a full year or multi arc campaign makes, I mean, that's just, 
It just is. That's just what it is. It yeah, is yeah, a yeah. function of how many sessions you are going to play. So yeah. um, you do wind up, um, if you are going to GM a um, mini campaign, you do need to be a little tighter. If you're doing an arc, you need your arc to like really have a... Um, you, your arc needs to have a start, middle, finish um, kind of thing with you know a session that is probably the climax, a denouement session, that kind of thing. And you're going to have to make sure that your story stays kind of tight to hit all those in a story based, um, in a story based arc. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about one shots as movies and campaigns as the the TV series. And the thing about a mini campaign is you're basically trying to hit the mini series. So you don't have to be as like specifically precise in terms of zooming in on the exact moment as you are with a movie. But you need to be more precise and zoom in more on the important stuff than you do in a, you know, six season TV series. Right? Yeah. So it's just that's that's the it's kind of how I like to think about it. So it's you know, do shake uh, 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 Sherlock, <laughs> right? Like, um, anyway, uh, in a mini campaign, you are probably not going to see the entire full range of character options. This, of course, depends on the actual complexity of the game that you are playing, but there's a, a pretty good possibility that you're not going to end up engaging with every character option that you possibly could, right? Because... Um, especially if we're talking about something like D&D, like you're not going to end up with every feat um, in the potential tree that you could have, you know, chosen. And um, you're not going to level through, you know, level 25 and get every single, you know, cool rogue thing that you could get, etc. right? Like you're not going to get every spell in the book. Um, you are just, you are still going to get a limited view of the mechanical stuff that is in the actual game but it's going to be broader than it would be for a one shot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Your next uh, con is you have less time to fix issues. If something goes awry, um, either at the player level or at the story level, I'm going to stick to the story level player level stuff. You do what you have to do to fix your, um, to fix your game. Yeah. You've got to do the social communication thing. Exactly. And, <laughs> like if, it, and, always, and if it's, and if it's say. safety, you, you take what time you need, yep. but if it's a story yep. issue, like, you expected the, you know, the players to, you know, leave the big bad alone and instead they killed them. And now you've uh -huh. got, you know, like now you've got to kind of like fix a hole in your plot and you only have like four more sessions to do it. Right. Like, yeah, you, you are on a schedule. Right. And so you have less time to fix things, which means you either going to have to take kind of a heavier hand, get really creative or just pull where, you know, your arc in a different direction. All of these are yeah. valid. We've talked about these kinds of things before, but um, you will have less time to fix any issues that pop up. Yeah. Um, you have less time to learn a new system, right? So you just because you're not going to engage with it for as long, um, you're not going to potentially um, spend as much time getting system mastery. Um, and this is... This is one of those reasons I think that, like we talked about at the very beginning, Powered by the Apocalypse tends to have a really sweet spot for mini campaigns. And it's because um, so many of the actual basics just transfer game to game. And then things like moves and stuff are pretty easy to pick up. Um, and so I think that's part of the reason that they excel at mini games because there's just not as much um, to mechanically pick up. But I think that this will come up a lot when you start talking about games that have more complexity and just more stuff in them. You know, in your mini campaign, will you necessarily run across the rules for grapple and swim checks with armor on or whatever? Like, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, it depends on if it comes up. Um, and, and with what level of precision you are following the rules, knowing that it is a mini campaign and not a campaign you committed to for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. All right. Last one. Um, last one is um, limited character stories, right? You have a finite, again, you have a finite amount of, of um, stories and sessions to tell all this. You can't have characters with six different uh, ongoing stories. They can't have like their unrequited love, uh, the thing with their uncle, the, um, you know, whatever, whatever, and hope to get through all of them. Now you can do some serious plate spinning and try to get all those things. And if you're really creative, you can kind of like put a couple of them in a row, like solving one solves multiple problems. But the point is that you are in 
a slightly more focused and tighter um, framework. So character stories need to be a little more um, narrow and on point. Yeah, what we talked about briefly earlier with like with a one shot, finding that one surface level thing and committing really hard. Um, the thing that I find works really well in, in mini campaigns is finding that one very strong character goal. And there might be other secondary character like or that one very strong driving um, piece of the character, which probably has more depth than in a one shot. Right. Um, but that's the story that all of my actions are wrapping around for a given character for the point of a mini campaign, right? That I'm not I'm not chasing a bunch of different leads. Everything that I'm doing is actually based around one really specific thing that's happening. And and that tends to be what works the best in our Monster Hearts game, which I just keep talking about today. We had a ghost who was pretty sure she knew who killed her and boy, she was gonna get him. And she did. <laughs> Um, so that was a whole, that was a whole thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but it was like one goal, right? One strong goal. Um, so yeah, so that's a, that's, that's the other part just to kind of do. It's again, kind of that movie mini series, full series thing, because you have time to really have a character story and it can have depth and stuff and a character goal that really has some meat on it, but it still needs to be something that you can drive into hard like you drive into something in a one shot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So again, those are some cons. Again, none of them are deal breakers, but they are more like just understanding the limitations of what you're going to bump up against with this um, style of campaign. So finally, kind of taking the good and kind of, ta- kind of taking the pros and the cons, let's turn it into some advice um, for running a, a good mini campaign. Again, go back to 268 for some of this advice. <laughs> again yeah. <laughs> and some and some other advice um yeah probably i don't remember what we said <laughs> it's 24, 24 weeks is a long time people yeah there's okay. a lot of life that goes by yeah <laughs> uh anyway um let's ping pong through these um i'll just jump into this first one um my first tip for this is pick a system that you know or a less complex system. Um, And and the reason I say this is that um, for all the reasons that we talked about, you're not going to have a lot of time to reach system mastery. Uh, So if you do a mini campaign and you do it with a system, you know, you don't even have to worry about that part, right? Like you're already familiar with the system. You're good to go. Um, You're not going to have to learn as you go in, you know, these nine sessions or whatever, or, pick a less complex system so that actually the time to learn the game actually happens like in the first one or two sessions. PBTA games again are excellent um, in this case, because once you have learned how to GM one PBTA game, they all essentially GM the same way. They will each have their own uniqueness, but the, when to take a move, how to use the moves, um, those kinds of things all wind up, being the same. And then your focus in those first couple of sessions is just what are the individual things about this game um, that make it unique? Like um, cartels um, when you get shot, you know, move um, yep. because that's different than in the sprawl where you can, you can take damage, right? Like, yes. <laughs> like there's a, so you just, you learn those little differences, but the, you know, what you run um, winds up, you know, how you run the game winds up being pretty the same. Um, and I will say like having played a bunch of PBTA games that I can very quickly learn a new PBTA game. Like, you know, I read it, I understand the genre. I go through the moves. I look at, you know, the principles, the agendas, the GM moves. And I'm like, yep, I think I'm ready to go here. Like, yep. So as opposed to, um, like when I ran, Uh, forbidden lands which isn't a terribly complicated system but you know it's more complicated it took a number of sessions for us to get into like to a level where we were like oh yeah we're comfortable with this game now i did not run that in a mini campaign actually ran that in a full um 18 month uh campaign kind of thing anyway yeah because that that thing's a hefty book but like even sitting down and learning you know cortex is Mm -hmm. um reasonably straightforward um, once you kind of wrap your head around it, but there's also all the little modules and deciding which ones you're going to engage it involves a little bit of learning for each one, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Absolutely. So depending, just, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yes, uh, the next one is to do a single arc. 
And this is actually very similar to talking about like having a single character story to focus on. Like there should be one one framework that you know where the beginning is and you know where the end is, right? Um, because that's how you define the parameters of that mini campaign. Mm-hmm. You say, this is where we're starting and this is the end point we're going to. And once we like co- accomplish that and our fallout from that, then we're done, right? That's the end. <laughs> It, it gives it a really nice um it gives it a really nice um place to drive to like you know yeah. like we're heading to, you know like we need to save the theater department yeah we need to put on the cursed play yeah and that's that's what we are all working on and that is the thing that we are all working towards together um no matter what else happens, like the, the show must go on, you know? And the nice thing about something like a play or something that has a specific given deadline is that it also gives you a certain amount of pressure cooker clock time um, that everybody kind of knows, like, and when this, like, we're, we're approaching opening night. And, like, once we hit opening night, my time and opportunity to do anything with this character or you know to make these changes or whatever um ends so you can build towards that same time frame um you know in a mini campaign all together as a group which is great yeah mm-hmm. anyway um this is tied directly into the next one which is a single character arc um which we have actually talked about a bunch already because i just Agreed. keep talking about it yep. so i don't think it needs more time nope it's fine i we, we definitely talked about it. the next one is set a session or story number um you well we'll talk about that in a second um yeah but set set an initial one say that this game is you know we're gonna play this game for eight sessions or we're gonna play um these three modules or you know we're gonna play um uh, the you know I have a four story arc I would like to take us through, like have a it it helps you don't want to just dis- it's perfectly fine to discover that your campaign is a mini campaign after the fact, yeah. right? Like just <laughs> but it is totally also fine to plan a mini campaign by setting a number and trying to reach it. Yeah, I mean the interesting thing for my crew is that we tend to play games for. Um like and it depends on how many sessions we're able to get together right we play games usually for about three months each and that is every other week so that's what like it tends to run i think about six to eight sessions right is our our standard amount of time on a given mini campaign but and this is the other thing i wanted to tack on to that is sometimes the game that you're playing has a designated end point Right. Sometimes you are playing until mechanically tells the game says, and this is done. Right. Sometimes you have a story endpoint, like it's opening night for the play. Sometimes the game just says you're playing to find out what how you get to this point, and then when you get to this point, X happens and the game ends. Um, so that's the thing. Absolutely. So if the game has a designated endpoint, um, then you can say, you know, we're going to try to play through this in eight sessions or whatever it is, and when we get to the end, then we end. Cool. Anyway, the last one is (laughs) um, you can also have the option to continue. And this, again, maybe works better if the game doesn't have a designated endpoint, because if the game says, and here is the end of the world, blank, right, or whatever it is, um, then that is where the game was intended to end. And it's probably not going to mechanically support you past that point. But if your game itself does not have that, then um, you can always either decide that you want to keep playing that game because you really liked it or you can say hey i thought this was going to be eight sessions but i think it's maybe going to be 10 is everybody cool with that Mm -hmm. or you can say and this is something that we did with our tales from a loop game you can say wow that was amazing we're going to go play some other stuff and then we're going to come back to this later because we want to play part two right um all of those things work um a mini campaign does tend to be enough time to get really invested and involved in both the characters in the story, or at least I sure hope it is. It usually works for me. Um, and so sometimes that means that you don't want to tend. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, having that option to extend is, um, and there's two ways, right? So one option to extend might be like, hey, this arc really needs like two more sessions to get it there. Yeah. Is everybody yeah. okay tacking on two more sessions? And everybody's like, sure, sure. And then the other one might be you finish the arc and everybody's like, this game is fucking amazing. amazing. Like, can we yeah, keep we doing this? Yeah, we keep going. <laughs> right. And so then you can have that discussion and be like, uh, yeah, actually, like, I'll start working on sure. arc number two, right? Like, yeah. welcome to your junior year of college. <laughs> like, the world survived and your, you know, junior year yeah. of classes has started. Um, again, perfectly fine. But just, like, having the initial number so that you kind of, as a GM, know where you're trying to land will help you make it a mini campaign. But not being so rigid Again, I can't, I think this is clear over the last couple of years, right? <laughs> right. Our philosophy about things is like never be completely rigid, right? So having the number, the target number to hit is great. And if you hit it and in six sessions you finish out your arc, fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> but don't squander the story if you really need it to be eight sessions and you're just afraid to ask the players for two more. Like just... Yes. Like, just be like, can we just do two more sessions, right? Yeah. It's okay. And again, if everybody's excited and wants to play another arc and you're up for it, having that option to be like, oh, no, no, we said we'd do stop it. playing. Like, no, no, just go ahead, play. Yeah. Like, Just do it. What's yeah. fun? What's giving you life right now? Just do it. Exactly. Okay. Let's see if we can just kind of wrap this up a bit. Mini campaigns, right? We're talking about somewhere in the um, three to nine session range, about one arc. Um, or a handful of stories, right? There's no hard definition for this. It has the advantages of being a campaign without being a massive time commitment. You get more story, more character development, more chance to explore the rules, um, but at the same time, a chance to actually end it and go play some other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It's great if you're polygamerous. Um, it gives you a chance to play a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it is limited by the fact that um, you are under a finite number of sessions. You will not learn every aspect of the game. You will not be able to explore every character option. Um, and, um, you know, if anything goes wrong, you're going to have a tighter frame to make some, you know, plot corrections and stuff like that. So it finds this really sweet spot for a lot of gamers in that it feels, it gives you the good campaign feels yes. without the... We're playing this game forever, but I have all these other games that need playing. Yes. And I still have to like go to work and yes. take care of kids or Children. whatever. Right. So it, it, it feed it, myself. Right. It fits this really nice uh, space. Um, and they're a lot of fun and they're expandable. So your mini your intended mini campaign could turn into a full campaign if that's where everybody is. Yeah. Or not. Or not. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. That's a summary of another look at mini campaigns. We'll promise that in the next 12 months, we won't do this again. Probably won't do it again. Probably. We, uh, we might probably. forget that we already did it again. <laughs> you might. Somebody might ask a different mini campaign question <laughs> and we'll be back. Anyway. Um, send it. Tell us about yes. another show on the Misdirected Mark <laughs> Network so we can get to the closing. Yeah, sure. Um, also, on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can hear RPG veterans and game designers Teos Abadia and Sean Merwin look at the game and hobby of D&D from a variety of viewpoints, reporting the news, understanding the business, reviewing the products, and illuminating the design. Whether you are a fan, a player, a DM, or a designer, Sean and Teos cover topics of interest to you. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook. No. Wow, it's been a while. You can't find us on Facebook. I mean, you might still be able to, but we don't check it. Don't put it there. Um, good. Where else can you find us? Oh, on the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can drop us an email, which is panda at misdirectedmark.com. If you're feeling adventurous, you can hunt us down on our individual TikTok accounts and send us a, uh, a topic or a message there on the Tiki Talkies uh, where we can snag your audio if you uh, would like us to. Um, 
Or you can, uh, no, I think that was everything. Wow, I was on vacation for seven days and apparently I completely lost it. <laughs> Phil, once they find us in one of those locations, what can they do with that information? There we go, thanks. Um, <laughs> send us a question, a topic, something you want us to talk about. Uh, we talk about this at the end of every episode. Our goal here is to help you um, have more fun running your games. So send us a question about something that you um, might be struggling with or something you're like, oh, I do this thing. I don't love it. But is there a way I could love doing it? Um, we can help you. We're chocked full of advice here. Um and not afraid to make it up when we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, Just, seriously. <laughs> we got a lot of experience to draw hypotheticals on. Like, we're pretty good at this. Anyway, our goal, and we've stated this for many, uh, for many, many episodes. I'll state it one more time here briefly. The more fun you have GMing, the more you will GM. The more you GM, the more games get played with people, the more systems that get played, and the more time people stay in this hobby. And that is all good. So we would like to help you with that. Um, and the way we do that is you send us stuff. We'll give you some advice or insight yep. or whatever. So or we'll okay. just keep talking about mini campaigns. Oh, we can. We just, <laughs> this could just turn into, you know, fill and send to talk about mini campaigns. Right. Um, anyway, if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Um, your patronage gets you access to our Slack Room for Life um, our Friday luncheons, the um, um, Bamboo Lounge here where we just chat at the end of the episode and the after show from the Misdirected Mark. All of that stuff. Plus, um, Misdirected Mark is now starting to produce some other content, outtakes, some other nonsense um, that's getting dropped into our Patreon. So patrons are starting to get some other stuff too as um, kind of doing some different things on, on the Misdirected Mark um, and creating some you know, interesting and weird content. Uh, anyway, <laughs> your patronage goes a long way, helps us um, pay for literally everything, our web hosting, our mics, cords, all of that nonsense. But it's nonsense we need if you want to be able to hear us. That's um, true. So, and it doesn't pay, it, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's not free. So um, your patronage helps to make all that happen and we appreciate it greatly. So thank you very much. Uh, if you're a patron of the show, again, thank you. Um, if you're not able to patron the show, we understand. Um, and, you know, we still love you too. There is a thing that any of you patrons or non-patrons can do that involves a little bit of your time. So we know your time is precious, so just do a little of it if you can. A little bit of your time still goes a long way. Send up, what's that thing? Well, you can uh, tell a friend on, like by word of mouth or on Twitter or something when someone says, hey, I need a new podcast to listen to about RPGs. You can say us. That's great. We really appreciate it. Um, you can also leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcast or the podcatcher of your choice. And that's like telling a stranger that you also like us. And at the same time, we get to see it and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside like pandas um, falling out of a tree, <laughs> which I feel like is my ending uh, vision for the closing of the show today. Mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. Say, Sendo, what is your next mini campaign going to be? Oh, I, we are actually starting Brindlewood Bay. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got. Hey, 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 show me what you got. We've been like all over the place. Ooh. So. Okay, we'll talk more about it in the in the lounge. lounge. Are you ready? Yes. Bloop. Do 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 do